2: Some of us are outwardly successful, but inwardly feel unhappy and living a life lacking in purpose and meaning. The Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer can help you discover what's important to you and how to go for it. For more information or to purchase the book, visit carlgreer.com. That's C-A-R-L-G-R-E-E-R.com. Welcome to Luminescence Common Sense Spirituality, a show designed to share spiritual insights with you so that you can comprehend the universe and how it functions. You are about to experience raised consciousness. This is a place where spiritual principles are shared with the goal of assisting you to expand your understanding of both the seen and unseen worlds. Luminescence Common Sense Spirituality helps you to discern the timeless truths handed down from wise sages through the ages from the airy-fairy nonsense that is being taught today. Now, here is your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth.
0: Welcome to Luminescence Common Sense Spirituality, the radio show that disseminates esoteric knowledge and common sense spirituality. And I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, creator of Namology Science, the ability to know all about a person's personality and their soul's purpose simply from the person's name. Now, the beautiful inspirational music you just heard is part of the song Shine by Dee L'Amour. And Dee L'Amour is spelled D. L-E-M-O-R, and you can hear more of her music by visiting DLamore.com. and you know that we end every show with her beautiful song, Shine, that I just can never get enough of. Now, our topic today is ghosts and other discarnate beings. Do people get stuck between lives being earthbound? How do we release them if they're stuck? Where do we go when we die? Are there souls who can be categorized as tricksters, jokesters, and pranksters that are allowed to haunt us? Does the Ouija board pull these types of beings to us? Are there other nefarious games that appear to be fun that can actually harm us? What other kinds of beings are there on the other side of the veil? Do animals also have ghosts? What if you're a ghost hunter? You know, and if you're a ghost hunter, would you bring some of those ghosts home with you? These and other questions. Questions will be answered today by our special guest, Lori McQuarrie. Now, Lori McQuarrie has been on the Portland and National Psychic scene since 1985. When she was 18, she was in a horseback riding accident. Lori was in a coma for three weeks, and after she awoke, her life has never been the same. She began having dreams like newsreels on black and white film of violent plane crashes. Shockingly, a few days later, she began seeing television newsreels of these very same airline disasters, but this time they were actually happening. Now, Lori McQuarrie has been established as a professional psychic and has gained fame for her work in a series of notable cases. The cases range from missing persons to crime investigations. Now, Lori had a professional office in Lake Oswego since 1985, but is now semi-retired and living in Central Oregon with her retired former police detective husband of 31 years. Now, I met Lori when she was working in Lake Oswego, and I met her in, in, um, after she'd been working in 1999 is when I met her. So she was still living there in Oregon, and I was across the freeway from her, as a school administrator at that time in Beaverton, Oregon. Now, I was astounded by both Lori's accuracy and how detailed she was, and so I'm so pleased that Lori has agreed to join me this first week of every odd month right here on Luminescence Common Sense Spirituality. Welcome back, Lori. Great to have you back again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sharona, it is always a pleasure. Thank you.
0: So our topic today is ghosts and other discarnate beings. So do people get stuck between lives and instead they become earthbound instead of going in the great beyond?
3: I think that covers a lot of it. Um, You know, I think that we all hypothesize what we'll be like when we pass over. I hope I have a little bit more going on than just hanging out and trying to get people's attention. But, you know, I find the cases I've worked, when I call them cases, because people over the years have said, please come out to the house, there's stuff going on. And I've gone and worked on them and found out, indeed, it was usually about the spirit or the ghost trying to be recognized because something wasn't finished in the life. One time I went into a place out in uh, western Yamhill County, and nice house. Walked in, and uh, the owner had asked me to come out, and I saw this oil painting of this attractive woman, and I said, "It's her," and she's very unhappy with whoever you remarried. And that was correct, and it was very strongly said. I mean, there was no, and he agreed. He said, "I thought it was her too." He said, "We just didn't know what was going on. A lot of stuff being thrown around in the kitchen, and you know, there's physicality to it." But a lot of it, too, I think, is just if you're sitting quietly and missing somebody that is passed over, you'll have a visitation, and it doesn't have to be in 3D. It doesn't have to be with the person actually speaking. You can feel the spirit visiting you. It's a very powerful field.
0: You know, I often see it when I'm looking in the mirror, and then I'll see uh, mm. something over like my left shoulder.
3: Yes. I've caught reflections of something passing. People tell me they see that stuff all the time. But, you know, when I was teaching classes, and I ha- I did a delightful class for young people, and I'm talking teenagers, uh, and it was in Portland, and one of the things I opened it up with is I had my secretary kind of play this joke. There was about 20 kids in the class, and uh, she was at the back of the room, and I looked at her, and I said, where's the kids? And she said, I don't know and these kids are looking at me like a nut, and they it's like they're going, we're here. I said, do you see, do you understand now what it must feel like to be a ghost and not be acknowledged? And that kind of got their attention. We just did that little play acting at the beginning of the class. And, you know, I think these spirits are here with us all the time. Why they appear full-blown to some people and not others, I think it takes practice. I uh, live in Central Oregon, as you said, and very heavily Native American area here. I love it. I've always had a great uh, connection with them. And this is true, about eight months ago, I had a big long house, and I was coming out of one room, going into the other, and I looked in the mirror. I was home alone, my husband was walking the dogs, I saw this full-blown, solid figure of the handsomest Native American man walking through the room, eyes downcast a bit. I know I thought to myself, oh my gosh, if he sees me, does he see me? And he walked right through the room and ran right out the other side. And I just blessed it. I just said, thank you for coming. And that just tells me that the energy here is highly spiritual, and uh, they feel comfortable enough to walk through
0: would there be any chances that somebody, that some entity would come that is a jokester, a prankster, you know, a trickster, somebody that you would not want to come? And they can they come too?
3: You know, I like to think they don't have the empowerment to scare the you know what out of us. But I think if they're trying to get attention, they might lower their standards a little to that. I've never had that really happen to me. I've had things moved. Um, I have to tell you a funny story. Uh, When I was living in in, uh, Lake Oswego there, uh, I usually have about a glass of wine at night, maybe two. And I had, I left my wine on the counter in the kitchen. On the kitchen sink, I came back ten minutes later. The wine glass full is sitting right on the floor. And the first thing I said was, you guys are good. (laughs) And I believe it was my dearly beloved alcoholic aunt. And what was the message? Put the wine down. Interesting.
0: It's as simple as that. Interesting. I thought
3: that was interesting.
0: I know that there was one house that we lived in that I would feel entities or something behind me as I would go up or down the stairs. And I used to always say, if you are of the same vibration or higher than I am, you are more than welcome to stay, but if not by the power of God, okay, you must leave now. Got it. And sometimes it would that feeling would stay with me and other times it was just like gone.
3: Well, I think that's just a good practice anyway. Because I think we're visited a lot more than most people realize. People get very caught up with the activities of the thoughts of the day, and sometimes they don't notice unless they're tuned in, as we call it, like you, me and lots of other people. I think by saying what you said, you set your boundaries. And, you know, I always tell people, they don't rule us,
4: we rule the
3: world we're in. They come visit, but nothing can really harm you, but you're protected. Unless, and of course, this is the other if, if you're uh, wrapped up with bad company, if you are remember the movie Ghost, which is one of my favorite movies with Patrick Swayze.
0: Yes, and uh, and Demi Moore.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the things in there. You know, if you're hanging out with bad people, bad situations, you may draw very questionable spirits to you. But if you're leading a regular life of balance, spirituality of some kind where you have good, you know, groundedness, nothing is going to harm you. Nothing. And whenever I have heard or felt anything, for years, long before I even understood it, I always would think to myself, well, because the thoughts travel, I would say, if you're a good, good spirit, you're welcome to be here, just like you said to yours, and if you're not, please leave. And I think people have the empowerment to direct that. I think you do. Just remember who is the person living on the earth plane—you are—and uh, you have the right to ask people to go. So, now, if talking go. Oh,
0: I was just going to say. So, if somebody's stuck between planes and they're earthbound, instead of going yeah. to what Robert Monroe would call the reception okay. center when we die. Um, how do we help release them? You know, like
3: well, uh, one thing can I recommend a book? And I'm sorry I don't have the author memorized. I've read it about three years ago. It's called Lincoln in the Bardo, B A R D O, and it's very well written and covers that subject as a story. And it, it it's just well written. But you know, I think we all have the right to have reasonable lives. And no entity on this planet, unless I was about to say before, if you visit an area, let's just say you go out of curiosity, like a lot of people do, to where the murder occurred, to where, you know, the house still stood with stuff in it, and you go in, and maybe they even have a a guide take you through. They do these, especially around Halloween. And then you bring home something you could. It's called an attachment. And it's an energy, and if you be coming through and just looking and interested, that opens a door for the spirits who haven't been able to complete their journey off the earth plane.
0: So, how do they cross over? How do you get, you know, get rid of them or help them to go where you know that many would have gone when they originally died? Um, how well, do we do that?
3: You can do a cleansing. And cleansing, I think, is just a personal thing. I used to smudge. I smudged my whole house at least once a month. I smudged the office a lot. And people might go, what the heck is a smudge? It's just a Native American tradition that it's with smoke, uh, a a lighted piece of uh, sage. And it does clear things. But, you know, people also have to be very careful how they lead their lives and think Because if you get into real nasty thinking, if you get into the dire stuff, you can draw entities to you. Can they jump on you and hurt you? No, but they can sure hang out at your house and you'll feel it. So we have to watch our thoughts and just keep things as clean as possible. Even anger, distraughtness can draw the wrong kind of spirit who might be attached and you talked and you used the word uh, earthbound, that's true. I've often talked to people had loved ones and said, you know, I never dream about this person. I said, well, perhaps he's just earthbound because you miss him so bad. And we can keep an attachment like that. That doesn't mean you don't grieve for people who pass. But there is a time to let them go. And sometimes you need a little help with that. And it might be your pastor, it might be a good friend, it might just be you yourself. Go and say, I'll miss you for the rest of my life, but please go on and find the world you're in now. And you release them
0: so and it's that easy. Wow, that does sound easy. I know for everybody who wants to know about smudging, I used to get a sage stick and I would get like a shell, an abalone shell, and put mm-hmm. sand in the bottom of it, and then a light uh... like a tea light in the middle of the sand and i would get that shell because the heat doesn't come through to your hand and then i would light it and that way i could keep dipping on the sage and we'd go to all the corners high and low all every time a wall turned or whatnot
3: you go clockwise
0: okay and then we would start at one end of the house and we would end at an open window and say, okay, we keep uh-huh. pushing everything out. And then once we were done, we would close the window or the door, you know, whatever yep. we had open. So anybody exactly. who who wanted to know about saging, um, it's, it's interesting to me on earthbound spirits or spirits that hang around. And, and what's the difference between, and I want you to think about this because we've got to go to commercial break. The difference between, like, I think of my dad literally every day, and he died in 2007, and I am so grateful for what he taught me. I mean, he taught me so much. That's why I wrote the whole book, um, you know, What Happens When, the itty-bitty book, just on what some of the things that Dad taught me. I thought it was so tremendous, and people that have read that book have said, well, I didn't know that, you know, and I think these are everyday things that parents teach, you know. Um, But I am so grateful, and I'm reminded of him Every single day as it goes by. And yet he's not earthbound, and I don't feel like I'm holding him here. So, my question is what's the difference between a spirit that moves on that you're communicating with that is not earthbound and one that is earthbound? And let's cover that the minute we come back from a break. Stay tuned.
2: Your conscious connection to a more mindful world.
4: Hello, I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, host of Om Times Magazine's flagship radio show, What is Going Om? My passion is sifting through information, research and innovations from new thought teachers, speakers and researchers, pushing back the boundaries of what we know about life, energy, metaphysics and the universe. I love shifting perceptions about who we are, why we're here, and how quickly impossible becomes normal when we open our minds, expand our awareness, and accept that the only limits that exist are those we place upon ourselves. So if you're the kind of forward-thinking, eager investigator of what lies beyond the current reality that most perceive, why not make a date to come play with me in the Field of Possibilities at 4pm Pacific Time, 7pm Eastern Time every Thursday, And together, we can discover what's really going on.
2: Mark Twain said the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. The why is hidden in your name. Sharon Lynn Wyeth has created a scientific way of deciphering your name to reveal your contract for this lifetime and your name even specifies the seven areas that are subsets of your soul's overall goal. Your name identifies who you are, to both yourself and others. What does your name say about you? Contact Sharon Lynn Wyeth at info at knowthename.com for your stunning name review.
0: A dinner now served, thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Food banks Strong. Welcome back to Luminescence, Common Sense Spirituality. You're with Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and our special guest today is Lori McQuarrie. Okay, Lori, so before the break, how can we tell the difference between an earthbound spirit and one that's moved on that we're communicating with that we just love dearly?
3: Well, I think you put it just fine. You said you think of your dad every day. You don't dwell on him every day. Comes in and comes out. It flows. When we're really, I think the word is obsessed about that person having left, and I know how hard it can be. I've had many losses myself, but it, it's a flow. When, when you're constantly attached and not in a healthy way, you know, you keep that spirit by your side. And it's the obsessiveness of this person's gone, I miss them, I can dwell without them and it's our own thoughts that can keep that innate so or inert excuse me so I I think it's an individual process I have uh, uh, a little shrine in my home here of a dear psychologist friend of mine who just passed two years ago and I address it every day I look at his picture I talk to him there's a little one of these battery eternal flame things that I just keep it going for him But that's it. I don't sit and dwell on him all day long. Does he visit me and say something in my ear? I suppose he does. Some of the things that come through sound like him. But you live your life. You acknowledge the other side. If they have a message for you, great. Um, Sometimes I have people come to me, and they are spirits, and it might be part of someone's reading that I've done. And I will get a message, and I just received one a couple days ago from one, and I have not told the, the relative yet, but I'm going to be talking to her this week. And I hope I get messages, and it's wonderful. I have nothing to do with it. I am just a transcriber, but we can all do our own transcribing. I think your loved ones want you to know they're okay. They want you to have a message of love, and, and, but they want you to live your life so when somebody passes even when it's tragically which makes it worse but when it is acknowledge tell them that they're you know welcome to come in your dreams they're welcome to find messages for you and they will but you are here to live your life and they have moved on to another form of life
0: interesting does do you think that there's a specific place that we go when we pass away?
3: Well, I don't know for sure. There was a book written many years ago after the sinking of the Titanic, and it's called The Blue Island. And it was written by, I guess, the daughter or the granddaughter of the captain on the ship. And she describes in there what she said this is the messages she got from her dad is what we find when we pass over. And according to that book, and I don't want to give it all away because I'd like people to read it, but you go to a blue island of processing, and then you go to areas that you really loved. Maybe you were a teacher. Maybe you were a nurse. Maybe you had some specific in life on the earth plane that you love doing. I think that's what you find a continuation of. I like to think when people go over violently quickly I like to think maybe they wake up in a little ER setting and the hospital people there welcome them, help them with the transition. I think it's individual I think it depends on what you expect or don't expect I think it'd be kind of interesting and we do have people who go there's nothing on the other side it's all over when you well personally I think they're going to have a real surprise but I think they're acclimated slowly to it. I don't think they wake up to 12 pearly gates. I think people who doubt the other side are drawn in carefully and, you know, just acknowledged. In other words, you're well taken care of no matter what you expect.
0: It's it's interesting. I've read a lot uh, of Robert Monroe's materials. Um, He has Mm -hmm. three books out, and then he has the Monroe Institute in Faber, Virginia. Mm And since I'm a trained trainer for them, or a certified trainer, whatever you want to call it, I, I always go back to that as a foundation because he did so much out-of-body stuff. And yep. in his beliefs, he believes that we go to what he has called the reception center. And it could be a mm-hmm. Blue Island someplace. I mean, yeah. who knows? It's, yeah. just, it's just a place. and it says, And he says that we kind of get processed while we're there, and it's like a check-in. And you yep. get processed, and so then you decide what you want to do or what your next step is or whatever, and so you get guidance from that place so that I guess this is very vast that you don't get lost. <laughs>
3: you know? Well, I think, and may I add a little addendum to that? Yeah. Um, I had a, a workshop at the beach, and I had those for years. And unfortunately, there was a lady there with her young daughter, and I found out later she had committed suicide. I knew she had problems, but I was conducting a class, and she was having problems in the class. Later, of course, I was asked, and it's a it's a question, what happens when you take your own life? Do, do they, they really punish you? Is it bad? And when I sat in my own in meditation about this woman and sent her prayers, I was told they go to special classes, they are not punished. They are rerouted. They are reinformed and they're healed. And I think that's important for anybody who's lost a loved one that way.
0: I think that's really important too to realize that that suicide is just one more way of getting off the planet. And if we've had all these multiple lives, I'm sure the soul is curious to experience all kinds of ways of getting off the planet.
3: Well, I think the soul gets tired, too. You know, uh, when I've talked to people well-versed in this, and, you know, maybe I'll begin a reading with going, God, you're an old soul, and, that, and sometimes they go, yes, I know. I feel <laughs> it every day. And yet what I want to do is encourage that they've done great work. And even sometimes when people don't think they have. You know, I like to think if they... Shortchanged themselves, as I call it, in this lifetime and didn't do all they should have for others or themselves. I think that's when you get the opportunities, when you pass over and you kind of brush off your new clothing over there and you go, all right, what's next? And I think it's a continuous learning experience. And, of course, you know, I can think of just being able to come
0: back and check in on
3: your kids when they're not looking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they don't realize you're checking
3: in. You don't know you're checking in. And, you know, I mean, there, there's got to be some real pluses to it. But this was one of the things that I loved, if I'm going to refer again, to the movie Ghost. I thought it was well done. Yeah, it was Hollywoody, but I thought it was well done with the message. You know, evil does not win. And good people do. Good people persevere, even on the other side. Yeah, and which Rosie is Goldberg was excellent.
0: Yeah, she was Loved in that her movie. a
3: psychic. God, she didn't even know she really was. It was so cute. But there was a lot of reality in that film, and um, I liked the way it was presented. And you know, I think you should always live every day with the assumption somebody's checking in on you. Checking to see how you're doing, whether it's a loved one, whether it's—and I do believe in angel guides. And we talked about angels the last time. And you know, I—I've uh, just had my own experiences with hearing them. And I was recovering from breast cancer several years ago. I was sleeping and downstairs of my house by myself because I just wanted quiet. And we always have. Uh, we did, where I lived, big flocks, of birds going on, you know, the big blue heron things.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I could hear wings. I was not under medication. I was just laying there trying to sleep, and I could hear wings. And I thought, my God, this is eight at night. What are they doing flying eight at night? And I sat up, and I could hear them all around my bed. It was the wings that were being moved. And I think it was angel guides just coming in to reassure me.
0: You know, that always makes us feel better when we don't think that we're alone in the universe.
3: Oh, God, yes. Even if you can't see them, talk to them. Like you do your dad. And you know, he gave you such pearls of wisdom. I think he just enjoys seeing you use them every day.
0: You know, well, I am so grateful for that which he taught us. I mean, did did I always but like my parents' methodology of how they taught us? Oh, absolutely not. But I'll tell you, I learned so much from both my parents, and they took their parenting seriously.
3: Yes, and that means that they did follow through. They just yeah. didn't yell at you and go, why didn't you do that? They explain why or take you to the situation.
0: Oh, Um we dealt with their tempers, too. That's what I'm saying. I didn't always like their methods. Yeah. Um, I, I, we had a very loud house. I was always the little peacemaker. You know, I couldn't stand the noise. I couldn't stand the yelling. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's, but what we actually learned, like the dinnertime conversations and that we, we had family day on Sundays and nobody was allowed in or, and, and. We would do something together as a family. And I remember how many times, especially in high school, I hated that. I wanted to go do something else. And and yet, I look back at the value of those times and what we learned from the adventures that we went on on Sundays or the talks or the whatnot. And I just... You know, the things that we treasure now that we can look back with hopefully wiser eyes than when we were a kid and being, quote-unquote, forced to do something, whatever. Yeah. Um, it, you know, that that's nice. I want to squeeze in another question before we get to our next break, and that is, what if somebody's a ghost hunter? What's different about those people? What are they looking for? And then including in that ghost, if they're a ghost hunter, if sometimes they don't pick up something and bring it home with them, is that possible? So and if they found a ghost, per se, instead of helping that ghost cross to the reception center or wherever they're going, yeah. what if they came home with them? You want to address that, well, please?
3: I will. Uh, all the cases i worked over the years, I'd sometimes go to pretty scary sites, houses where it happened. I, one time I personally wanted to shake the hands of the man suspected of the murder, and that kind of thing, when I, I remember in particular, one time I came home and I felt heavy. I just felt dragged, and I thought I just worked too hard today. And I called a shaman friend of mine and asked her, and she said, you've brought something home with you. Get in the shower immediately. Wash your body, your hair, everything. Wash it. Let it flow off. And I've, over the years, noticed it that is very true. Even if you're hanging out with people that are negative, you can take some of that negativity with you because you're there. And of course, it's hard to explain to people because it's not visible. But you should know the difference between going to your sweet Aunt Sally's place for dinner and then feeling good and coming home and then trying to go out and and have a nice time at a place that's very negative, like a bar, or some place where people can leave their heavy emotions. I even talk about being able to bring that stuff home with you, going into a shopping center. You have to kind of put a protection around yourself, because those things flow, and people and those beings can attach, and it doesn't mean you're not in control of your life you know, they may come home with you, but they're not going to take a residency. They're just going to hang out for a while and see if they can feed off your energy, and that sounds weird, I know, but that's exactly what they do. So there's many books out there you can get referred to to look through just, you know, what, what applies for you, but I would say if you're in any negative situation, whether it's just people having arguments and being upset or whether it's an actual death You talk about ghost hunters. I watched a couple of these shows on TV where they supposedly hunt ghosts, and I think they're pretty dismally presented. Um, Not all of them, but some of them are. And I don't want people to look at too much of that stuff and get too worked up so that they're not even enjoying their lives. They're worried about what ghost is hanging out in the downstairs basement. We have to live our life totally and completely here. And you've signed a contract with the universe when you came in, and that's what you said you'd do. So you can't let things rule you that don't apply. And you'll find negative situations everywhere you go, even on the news, of course. But they don't come with attached ghosts normally. That's when you physically get into a situation and you can take care of it.
0: Okay. So... Uh, you know, I'm always cl- curious about so many different things, and, and I love the way that you can share from your experiences. Um, you know, I think that's so important, and I know that you love animals so much, and when yeah, we were talking yeah. privately, you were talking about seeing a dog that you had that you had owned and dearly loved, and he'd already been gone for months, and you saw him outside the window. So talk to us about pets or animals that can be ghosts. Well, you know,
3: I've had, Tons of people give me confirmation on that themselves. And the one I spoke of was my little Wanagi dog, W-A-N-A-G-I, Lakota Sioux name, meaning soul dog. Got him out of the pound like I usually get my pets. And he lived a pretty good life. Uh, He had epilepsy. He died, uh, I don't know how many years ago now, but I remember it was in the winter months. And, you know, we took care of that. Several months later, I had a two-story house. And I was just looking out the window and I happened to have my camera in my hand and the downstairs window over the dining room looked out over a deck. Very nice. I looked and I could see him through the window. I thought, this is nuts. I'm seeing things. And I snapped the photo. And this is one of the things I was talking about earlier. I have caught images and I actually encourage people to do this. Go outside your house. And take some snapshots of windows and see what shows up. He was in that photo, and this photo was taken six months after he had died. And I've showed it to other people. I have a whole array of spirit pictures that some people have given me that they have taken of their own spirit stuff, oh, but mostly it's stuff I just assembled, and it's real. So, Nagi's in that picture, and it was impossible. From that standpoint,
0: see, I just think that's so cool. You I know, think it's and
3: comforting. When people go, "Oh my God, I'd give anything to see my Wally Lulu," or you know, whatever they call their dear old cat or dog,
0: you can. They want to see you as much as you want to see them. See, and that's what I think is so great. And I happen to think that some of our dog souls come back to see us again. You know, yeah. they may be in a different oh, body yes, or different do. something, but we recognize that spirit, and I they come agree. back and see us again.
3: I agree. I've got three cat rescues and two, and I'm telling you, the one cat that I have has got to be a reincarnation of my Lucy. We called her Lucy because she got into everything. This cat's named Heffy, and she has her personality. There, she puts up with nothing. <laughs> <Very>. <laughs> very straightforward about it. Stop that. I don't like that. And, you know, that's why animals, they're messengers to us. That's also what the Native American belief system is. That's why I acknowledge it. It's because it's so pure. It's about nature. It's about elements. It's about animals. And there's a connectedness to all of that for all of us, other than just buying the dog dog food. You talk to your dogs and you talk to your cats because they're little messengers.
0: Well, and that everything is a spirit evolving. It doesn't matter what body Uh it comes in. So when we come back from this break, I'd like to address Ouija boards and spirits attached to Ouija boards and the dangers of Ouija boards. So everybody stay tuned and we will be right back.
2: A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. OM Times Radio. IOM FM.
1: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
3: Oh, oh, oh,
2: O'Reilly Auto Parts. Host your show on FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM-FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community.
3: Vox Novus, the new voice. Vox Novus, the new dimension. Vox Novus, thought and movement leaders who will share from their experience and offer tools to help us navigate our rapidly changing world. My name is Victor Furman. Join me every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Own Times Radio for Vox Novus, the new voice.
2: Are you feeling lost, confused, absolutely clueless? no way out, over, under, or through? Then it's time to have the Light Keepers, through their conduit, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, guide you by shining their light, illuminating the right path for you. Let Sharon share the wisdom of the ancient masters to guide you on what is coming next for you and to show you the silver lining in your current circumstances. Contact Sharon Lynn Wyeth at info at knowthename.com for a joyful, info-packed Light Keepers session. If I could be you, and you could be me,
0: for just one hour, if you could find a way to get inside each other's mind, Welcome back to Luminescence, Common Sense Spirituality. I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and our special guest is Lori McQuarrie. Now, if you would like to have a session with Lori, her... Website is her name, Lori McQuarrie, and Lori is spelled L-A-U-R-I-E, and her last name is M-C-Q-U-A-R-Y. And you know that all of that information is always on my website, knowthename.com. All you have to do is go to November 4th and click on Luminescence Radio Show, and all of Lori's information is there and how to contact her. So, Lori, talk to us about Ouija boards. I think everybody's pretty much played with the Ouija board or heard about Ouija boards? And and talk to us about how you feel about Ouija boards and the possible dangers involved.
3: Well, first of all, I call the Ouija board the great pretender. And I think it's like somebody pretending to be somebody else. You know, we all dealt with Ouija boards in growing up. I think it's just a pastime, a play thing. Uh, I don't remember encountering one until I was a young adult, and it it scared me a bit. And this was before I even got into psychic work. I just didn't feel comfortable. I think people can open up their energies to that board, and people go, "So what? It's a board." Yes, but it's also being utilized by spirit, and there's people who employ the Ouija board from the other side to control. Let me just give you a tiny example, and this was probably about 25, 28 years ago. I had clients, of course, and I was working and everything, and this group of people said, you know, we'd like you to explain this. We were working the Ouija board the other night, and your name came up. I thought, God, was I that well-known? I was laughing about it. And they said, well, they said, you know, when we asked it a question, and that's how you work a Ouija board, it's a question-answer thing, and, you know, the pointer runs around the board spelling out the answer. It said, you were going to die within two weeks in a car wreck. I just looked at this person telling me that, and I thought, do you really have a brain? Can you not think for yourself? I didn't say that to her, but I said, well, that's very interesting because I have no plans on going that soon. And I said, you've been fudged. You've been, it gets the attention. Well, you know, nothing happened in two weeks. And frankly, I told this lady, I said, you go back and talk to your board. And you tell it, excuse me, go to you know what, H-E-L-L. That was my answer. And I never heard another word about it. So that was a bad personal experience. And I don't really think there's good ones. I think we open up ourselves, our very soul and beings when we work those boards. And they give you answers that are qualified because they're spirits, they're from the other side, they know a lot of the answers about you. But they can also fool you, and I think they're dangerous. And to this day, I still have an occasional client who says, well, let me consult the Ouija board and I'll get back to you. And I tell them right up front what I don't think about them.
0: Right. Well, I just know so many people have played with that, and I don't think they understand the energies that they're yes. opening up to when they're playing with the Ouija board. Operative and then,
3: word, play. Yes, you're right.
0: And then th- there's movies like Jumanji, where they start with that Ouija board and all kinds of horrible things happen, but I think it also makes people curious about the Ouija board where, oh, I want to go see if that happens for me, too, instead of yeah. going, this is not a safe game. Are there other safe or unsafe uh, games that you're aware of that are out there or things that people do that that bring themselves into danger, Lori, that they're not aware of? I mean, I look at it like you could walk into a bar, and I think a lot of earthbound spirits hang out in bars that used to like to drink, and then they attach real easily. You know, um, so I always think if you're going to a bar, you got to come home and clean yourself really well. Um, but are there other places or things that you know of that people do that, that unknowingly they're putting themselves in danger?
3: Well, I, I wish it were as simple as that. But, you know, the ones we're talking about, Ouija board or playing games or something, you know, that's out there, but that's chosen. I think again, when you understand that sometimes if you're not a person who's got all of your stuff in line, if you're not balanced, you're kind of a magnet for even walking through a shopping mall and picking up something. But I don't wanna overemphasize that because then it sounds like, sounds like we're being pursued by the, the ghost world and that's not true. I think it's just opportunistic for them You know, in particular, like drugs. If somebody's into drugs or alcohol, which is a drug, but any of those where you lower your spirit and your resistance and your awareness, anything can come in and affect you. And this is why I think when we see people in these states of being affected and, you know, they're demented because they've allowed a spirit to come in and live off that negative energy and direct their life. You know, that's why when you see people with um, mental illness even, that's sad. Um, When I was going to nursing school, I worked at Napa State Hospital, and I mean, I was really getting an education then before being a psychic just about energy and what can come in and affect the body. And I don't want to terrify people with that. You are in charge of your life. What you choose, and like you were saying, you know, if you go hang out at the bar, okay, hopefully it's not every day. But if you do, you come home and shake it off because there's negativity that goes into those places. Because that's why people want to drink or drug. is they want to get into that state of ecstasy, temporary as it is, that they want to just feel good for a while. Dangerous I- thing to do.
0: I think, okay, if you just want to feel good, then that just means you need um, more of, and I'm the word's escaping me right now, but I want to say it's like potassium or something. But anyway, it's in uh, Turkey, and it's in bananas, potassium. It's in Turkey, it's in bananas, and it's in the center part of Twinkie's. <laughs> That's why Twinkies have been around as long as I can remember, yes. and I always thought, why does everybody like these Twinkies? Well, if they put potassium in that center cream, and so if you're depressed, not that I'm going to recommend Twinkies per se, you know, a banana or a turkey might be healthier, but all of them are loaded with potassium, and that can give you a natural high versus an unnatural high. So, Lori, what are you working on now? What you know are you doing what? in Don't. your life?
3: my life I'm enjoying my life I've got grandkids and great-grandchildren and my youngest great-grandchild is three and the first time I saw him was when my granddaughter brought him out to visit I looked at him he was just four months old I looked at him and he looked at me and I said what took you so long to get here this time meaning reincarnation and he laughed I swear he knew (laughs) So I'm enjoying watching the souls that have volunteered to come in at this time on the earth plane. And I talk to other people about their children and grandchildren and how it's just so important to appreciate them because they have agreed to come in and help fix stuff. So I'm enjoying seeing the progress of that. You know, I listened to that young Norwegian girl in her teens talking like a 90-year-old, talking about earth changes and how we can help the earth. How beautiful is that? So I like to think my work, your work, everybody's work that has been involved in healing and helping people feel better about themselves is finally going to start taking effect. That's what Uh, I'm enjoying. That's what I'm doing.
0: See, and I think I just... There's a part of me, Lori, that just knows that the people that listen to this show and other shows and that are seeking their spirituality and their knowledge and everything, that we're holding the energies and have been also choosing this time to incarnate and able to help lead and guide that next generation from the knowledge that we've gained through our own lives so that they can avoid the pitfalls that we've seen or made or whatever, and that and that we can be here, too, to help just hold the energy so that it's safe to change and make changes.
3: I talk to a lot of people, and when they talk about that generation, you know, I have an 18-year-old grandson that is a good kid. The kids he hangs out, he hangs out with good kids. They do nice things for people. Christmas two years ago, he and three or four of his friends pulled their allowance, to buy little Christmas gifts for the older people in the neighborhood. That doesn't sound like anything I would have ever encountered as a teenager in the 50s. They're aware, like you said, and welcome to them. So, yeah, we're seeing some scary times, but we're also seeing souls that can handle it. So don't feel sorry for them. I was for a while. I thought, oh, my God, what are we leaving these poor kids? We're leaving their inheritance of beauty and harmony and peacefulness. That's what it's going to be inherited, and they're going to help bring it.
0: Well, and Lori, the time, <laughs> the time always goes fast. The time always goes fast when does. you're here. I want to thank you for joining me again. Again, everybody, you. if you'd like to, have a session with Lori McQuarrie. <clears throat> Her name is her website. And again, if you don't know how to spell it, you need to look at it again. It's always on my website. You just go underneath the schedule page, and it's right there on the calendar. I want to thank you again for spending your time with us and wanting to learn more and hear more about spirituality. And as always, we're going to end our show with the, the music Shine by Dee Lamore. So this is Sharon Lin-Wyeth signing off.
5: A reflection of her soul of her, the light slightly dimmed, her reflection unseen, and all that she knew, and all that would be, it vanished like the sun rays on a shimmering sea.